two guests join us now live. Matt Cohen is an urban archaeologist and the driving force behind ghostsigns.ca. Craig Winslow, a light artist and experiential designer. Not even sure what that is. We're going to find out. Uh, good afternoon to you both. Thanks for joining us. So, Craig and Matt, you are launching the world's first permanent ghost sign light installation in Winnipeg's Exchange District. Matt, let's start with you. What is a ghost sign to start with? Sure. So, uh, ghost signs are hand-painted feeding ads on the sides of buildings, um, and we have an incredible collection in Winnipeg. Uh, there are about 150 in the Exchange. Um, I've been documenting them for, uh, you know, about uh, 10 years now. And, uh, you know, collecting uh, archival photos, writing histories, uh, researching the products and the brands uh, that sort of built the city. And you do tours and, and showing people some of, the, some of the ads of Winnipeg's past, correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, so I've been giving tours as part of sort of a bunch of different local organizations. Um, and we just walk around the exchange district and, uh, you know, talk about, you know, how they got up here, the sign painting companies, what products were adver- or advertised on the sides of these buildings. And it's, it's sort of become this really passion project for me where I kind of add new layers to, uh, to my research and the signs themselves, not, not physically, but, um, you know, uh, just trying to highlight, you know, the, uh, the, the sort of the companies that, that built the city. And so let's talk about um, what you're announcing today, which is this permanent art installation. Uh, what company does it represent? And then we'll we'll hear from Craig on how he's involved. Sure. So um, Craig and I partnered in uh, in 2017 on an event called Painted in Light, uh, where we brought five of these ghost signs back to life with a, a, a historic uh, uh, sort of recreation uh, project that uh, Craig will talk about. Um, but there's a great sign. It's 30 by 40, um, uh, a 281 McDermott overlooking Old Market Square. Uh, and it's actually uh, three distinct layers of signs. One was for a, co- a company called Stobart & Sons. Uh, the second one is for Chris Grant Mail Order. And there's a third one for a company called Barber Ellis. Um, and, uh, and then we're highlighting these in a really interesting, unique way. Okay, Craig, this is where you come in, right? What do you do? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm a light artist and... Uh, experiential designer, as you said. Um, I use different technology uh, to kind of bring history back to life. I, I do a lot of like immersive um, projects that mix, you know, light and sound together. Um, for this is a, you know, passion project of mine. I started about six years ago now, um, and it's called Light Capsules, and it uses that same projection mapping technology to bring these old ghost signs back to life um, by essentially digitally recreating them and then realigning a digital version of themselves but with projection uh, on the wall so it it uses light instead of paint to kind of highlight these different moments in time um, and be able to show the public what it exactly used to look like craig you've worked in where vegas and and with tim burton yeah yeah um i i have a permanent uh, exhibition in vegas at the neon museum it's a show called brilliant um it is like a 30 minute long experience you go in and all the neon signs that are all broken and don't work anymore um, light up around you and it's only possible to do with projection mapping because it would be so costly to like rebulb and retube all of these old uh, signs Um, but with projection we're able to highlight the different bulbs themselves have them dance to different songs and and do things that truly wouldn't be possible if they were um, the former versions of themselves. This is so very cool. Matt, you mentioned three signs there. Are, are there stories behind the signs? There have to be. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. So uh, the first layer on the building is uh, for a company called Stobart & Sons. So uh, William Stobart came to Manitoba in the 1860s. Uh, he was an English coal merchant and a fur trader. He traveled across the Atlantic about 25 times. Uh, and he started a wholesale dry goods company where they would sell to smaller retailers who would then sell to the general public. And uh, when he uh, passed away in 19 or 1899, uh, his sons took over the business and they rebranded it to the Stobart and & Sons and uh, their original layer was on the side of the building. Um, and then um, around 1915, they saw the business that uh, Eden's and the Bay were doing with their catalogs. And they said, you know, we're uniquely positioned to be able to switch to uh, a wholesale business and sell direct to consumers. So they bought an existing uh, mail order company called Christie Grant, and they rebranded as the Christie Grant Company. And that's the second layer. Uh, unfortunately, they launched about a month before the First World War, and uh, four years later it was the general strike here, and they were really hard hit. And by 1921, Christie Grant went out of business. Uh, and then eventually uh, the building was taken over by Barbara Ellis, um, uh, an envelope manufacturer and stationery producer out of Toronto. Uh, at the time, they had about 500 employees across Canada. Uh, so this was, a, this was a manufacturing warehouse that was set up here, and they were in the building for about 50 years. Um, so it really does tell sort of the story of all the businesses that operated in there. And what we hope to be able to do is, you know, in the evenings, you can sort of see these different signs. Uh, but there's a companion website that you can go to that shows archival photos and, you know, the catalog for the Christie Grant Company. There's photos of, of that on the site as well. So you kind of get a sense of, you know, how Winnipeg's boom bust happened and, and sort of these uh, these big businesses that located here and, and sort of create empires. If the First World War hadn't happened, um, you know, who knows, maybe uh, maybe the Stobart and Sons Company would have been as, just as big as the Bay and Eden. So, Craig, um, as an American living in Portland, I think, um, it, mm-hmm. you can correct me if I'm wrong, I may have the wrong, uh, the wrong location, but what drew you to, oh, okay. to working with Matt here in Winnipeg when, when you know you're doing amazing things down in Vegas? What's so cool about Argo signs? Oh, yeah. I, when I started researching for the Light Capsules project, um, I mean, Matt's work came up and I kind of knew who he was. And he's very much a uh, like a hero in my mind for documenting all of these. And, and Winnipeg itself is very unique of all the places I've toured. I've done, you know, Light Capsules series in uh, London in England. Um, I've done all over the States. And um, there's nothing quite like the exchange as far as how many go signs there are. In such a dense area like you walk you go on matt's walking tour and it's like every single block every single building has one of these beautiful just visual relics of a long time ago and and the colors and the way that the letters all kind of blend in of different layers it's just it just fascinates me so winnipeg's been on my list to to kind of check out and see for myself um and then our 2017 kind of five in one night projection was a, a very ambitious um project but uh, a group called Handcraft did a really great documentary um, on that, uh, which is also linked to on the site, but it's called Writing on the Wall. Um, and it, it really goes through our, our chaos of bringing five to life, but also uh, the current sign painters of today. Like these were all hand painted back in the day. They're, the craft is still alive. Um, traveling sign painters here in Winnipeg locally. Um, and then uh, there's all these you know, craftsmen from 100 years ago when these were painted that, you know, there's a gap in time with the massive vinyl printing and the craft really started to get lost. So it's nice to know that, you know, younger sign painters are picking up the brush and keeping the craft alive. Uh, Matt, very briefly, where can people see it? Did you have to get buy-in from the building owner? 
I think, yeah, generally everyone has been really uh, supportive of the project. Um, and, uh, you know, the building owners, uh, you know, when we pitched them the idea, they said, yeah, no, that, that's, that's, uh, that's great as long as we don't have to do anything. So um, when the 2017 event happened, it was uh, uh, just a temporary one night only thing. Uh, this is a permanent installation and it's part of the Winnipeg Exchange District skyline. So every night from uh, sunset to midnight uh, for the next, you know, maybe 10, 15 years, uh, this, uh, these GoGo projectors will rotate through all the layers of the sign and it directly overlooks Old Market Square. So definitely a unique feature for the exchange. Matt, well done to you and for highlighting this uh, very cool artwork right here in our own city and attracting talent like Craig here. Matt Cohen of ghostsigns.ca. So you can go to his website to learn more. He's an urban, urban archaeologist. Craig Winslow, a light artist and designer from Portland, Oregon. Thanks for joining us this afternoon, guys. Best of luck with this. Very cool. Thanks so much. Thank you.